0: This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet, win, be, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat best bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblerpodcast.com slash discord. All right, welcome back, D gens, to the Scottish recap. Very quick, and then we're moving on to the open. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, how do we do this weekend, buddy?
1: You know, I, I feel like William Wallace after he got betrayed by Robert the Bruce. Uh, the Battle of uh, whatever, Hastings, I think. Hastings, yes. Not right. great. Not great, Bob. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um,. Yeah, I always know when I get the golf course pretty wrong right from the jump, I'm going to have a really bad week. And I had a pretty terrible week.
0: Yeah, it was not not great.
1: Uh, No, it wasn't. Um, I think everybody got fooled with the wind. I think everybody got fooled with, well, I wasn't that fooled. I knew they made changes to the course. I knew it wasn't as wide open as what they said it was. Like You definitely couldn't bomb it everywhere at this place anymore.
0: No, but um, I mean, what what are, the, what are the books at the fucking line at? 17 and a half? 17, 17 under? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it came in at fucking whatever Xander. finally seven was like, nine. Seven, yeah. nine, whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: the Between the wind, the firmness, and if you were even in the intermediate rough, which yeah, we'll talk about later, you could not stop the ball. No. And with how undulated those greens were, I, I I enjoyed watching it Thursday. I didn't watch much on Saturday, Sunday, because I had stuff going on. But uh, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was entertaining. I don't think it's the best Scottish golf course out there, but I thought it was entertaining.
0: It was entertaining. It definitely yeah. was. And, like, uh, I don't know. Like I watched, I watched more Thursday and Friday. I watched a chunk today. I listened to pretty much all of it today um, on a drive. Okay. But, uh, listen, whatever. The, the guys on the PGA radio are so fucking good. Like, I'm visualizing what's happening. Like I like I am like I sometimes yeah. I'm like it's almost like when I was a kid. I like to listen to baseball better than watching it. I don't think I'm at that point yet, but, but like I really enjoy the radio people so much more than the t- fucking TV broadcast. Like, It's not even close.
1: Where well, you're really going to enjoy open championship radio this week. Remember oh, how I love right those guys. last year. Yeah, I love those. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's the fucking yeah. everything is so dramatic. So dramatic three foot pot. Yeah, especially if it's an English guy involved. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this oh, is in a gimme. Twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. this isn't a gimme. This is a tickler. It's
1: downhill. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> exactly. Dude, it says so eighteen inches. It. it says eighteen inches on Shot Tracker. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's well. Actually, you know what? So in previous years, we did not have Shot Tracker for the Open Championship. This year, we do actually. How about so that? finally, maybe we'll get some strokes gain data after oh. each round, which would be nice oh, instead sure. of just.
0: Sure, that won't yeah. give
1: you. I mean, listen. Even without the shot link data, it still no. beat the PGA Championship app by a billion. Just, a
0: that billion that shit is trash. That's, that's like comparing thing. like I don't know Sizzler to Ruth Chris. Like, get the fuck I out know. of here with that. Like, come <laughs> on, <down. laughs>
1: Um, I mean, do you have any quick takeaways for the Sky Open besides the fact that Xander Shoffley is now the best away? golfer on the planet? Yeah, I mean, technically, one through straight, three in a um, row. Yeah. Three in a row. Yeah. I mean, I know that JP Renazz is the pro-am. It doesn't technically count, but he beat a lot of good guys. Yeah, he beat a lot of good guys. And, I
0: mean, look, I mean, from, from what I've seen from Xander, like he came out kind of flat on Thursday. And I even texted you that what, yeah. before the Friday round came off. I was like, I think I'm just going to football bet Xander next week
1: and call it a fucking day. Did you end up doing that? No. Okay. Because so you, I had to Maybe 20, I Maybe I could talk you out of it. I found a 26, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just going to take it. Oh, that's, and, that's nice. And now that's it's going nice. to be 12. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate so, yeah. that. Yeah. Should, I, it was not a, it was not anywhere you could ever get to. <laughs> so <laughs> That's right. um That's right. yeah, I mean I guess at this point, I mean he was playing so damn good for so long, like of course yeah. there was gonna be a regression to the right. mean with this. Stuff. I mean, I guess, but dude, it was been what was it five years before his last, like technically no, like it was, it was three like a full field event? Yeah, a full field event. It was like three or five years. I mean, he won it was four years. He won the WGC H S B C of oh, close. Which okay. It's Jesus. no cub. It's still a WGC. Okay, right. that, that counts. if Yeah, if we give JT credit for all those wins, we gotta give him credit. Listen,
0: I'm not ta- I'm not. This is not the argument I'm having. What okay. I'm saying is, is like, what I'm saying is like, yeah. I mean, he played well for four years and still couldn't find a win, and now all of a sudden it's bang, bang, right. bang, bang, bang. You I know mean, what I mean? Just, like,
1: you know, you need a lot of luck sometimes to fall your way, and really? you know, I mean, he did just enough today just to win. It was, it was a golf course that just seemed like no one could really get up there to yeah. it because it just it can't look like he was can't like he was making a run early Canley played well that was impressive he looked like he was making a run early, well. yeah, he like he um, a run early. yep and then he, I think he what he finished like t4 or something like yeah, that? yeah t4 yep. okay so, today. yeah I mean I guess the question is I mean the two guests we have tomorrow are gonna be insufferable um ah. I guess just the question is, is 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 Xander really winning three straight
0: listen we said the same shit about Scotty
1: yeah it's true
0: same shit about Scotty. And how old is Xander? Was he fucking 29? 30? He's like
1: 28.
0: Okay. So, yeah. yeah I mean, fucking why not? Like,
1: I mean, why he, not, he, man? He's got a top 10 and a firm open championship before that we we'll yep. get to. Yep.
0: Um, oh, are we going to do a list tonight? Do you have a list tonight? Oh, yes, we do. We'll play a game. Yeah. I want to play a game. <laughs> love that
1: you love that. I do.
0: I fucking love yeah. the list.
1: So, all right. So, why don't we put a bookmark in Xander because he will make an appearance? Uh,
0: yeah, that's right. Listen, I think, I think Xander played fucking great. And what's funny is, is like, I texted you earlier. I was super glad I didn't think of him in the one and done, uh, right? Because was that's who I was on. And I was like, ah, let me save him. He's probably going to top 10 here. Let me just take Fitz and then I'll take Xander next week. Yeah. And now I'm like, ah, fucking Christ. Are you going to take Xander for three in a row now? Now I'm
1: really screwed. Now I don't know what to do. I mean, at least you have Xander available. My, uh, my one and done, hey, look, it looked good with Sam Burns, and then he cratered over the weekend. That sucked. Yeah. I mean,
0: so other than Xander, is there, I mean, so everybody's talked about how this is like a folding squad, but the wind yeah, was up, is. man. But the, the wind was up. Like, I mean, all right. So, plenty so of humps thi- and bumps. The, like- the
1: things you can get from this week is um, the firmness of the turf, because it's going to be the same next week, the slowness of the greens, which. Well. You're gonna, it's gonna be slower next week, right? Yeah, same stuff. Like, like there's a difference between like if it's a quick putt down the hill or just like the, like the actual green speeds. It's basically just how high they grow the grass. Right. And it's gonna be the same. It's it's gonna run at 10 in the sit meter next week. They might be able to, you know, get a little faster if the winds aren't up, okay. uh, maybe closer to like 11, 11 and a half, but it's still slower than what these guys are used to. Okay. So the fact these guys played a tournament tonight, you know, this week got used to those green speeds. Now, the greens, they're not, they got some humps and mounds and hollows to it. It's not as severely sloped as what these greens were. Some of the greens at St. Andrews are actually pretty flat, too. Okay. Um, but there's still some curvature and undulation to it. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, like, it just, it's, it's if you're way far away, like, and you have, like, you hit it over a mound or something, it's going to be difficult. So getting used to these green speeds, is a good thing and a lot of these guys are going to have that practice um you know i mean the rough is not i'm i guess we're already getting into open well school. no so
0: so let's let's get into the course preview yep. yeah but as far as like it, like as far as like takeaways so let, let me just be specific yep. right so okay. certain players right who haven't had like uh, a good history at at least courses or no history like like a max yep. Homa, right Homa looked good right. until today right? Yeah. He looked Like he kind of figured it out. He went, he went and played cause you're not on Twitter. I don't know if you know this, like after he made, no, he went he
1: went to, he went to uh, North Berwick. I, I yeah. saw, I, I saw a golf digest article.
0: Okay. So yeah. I mean, so like a guy like Max Homa, uh, um, you know, can't lay like he's had a mixed history
1: uh, and now yeah. you add the major factor into it. Like, yeah. Cam you know. Smith, he's never done anything in an open. And he, yeah, he, I mean, he made a number it. and he fine yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So that's encouraging.
0: Yep. um, I and mean, things to Speed, take away from Speed these guys. good. Speed always looks good. Like, this is yeah. like, it's like it's, I'm going to have the squarest DFS shit next week. I mean, and you I know don't, why? I don't because think because, because every
1: week I go away from fucking Chuck. I wanted to play Xander all week. And fucking, here, oh, you here's can't the play Xander t- at 22%. We're, we're going to talk about this later on again to like relative skill sets and like how guys are doing coming in the open. If you just pick the best guys, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, getting cute at the open tends not to work out for you. But is like trying green- to say, like, okay, I think this guy who like tends to do well at like I don't know Honda Classics or like Byron Nelsons, like you know he's he's got to figure it figured out. You can go play Saint Andrews, Carnoustie, or Royal St. George, it just it doesn't work out. But
0: I always feel like I always feel like uh, these rando fucking euros can still do well here.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's because they're used to the green speeds. I think that yeah. that's a big thing. I mean, we, yeah. I, we saw it this week. Like a lot of guys at the top, like of that leaderboard, that just. Wouldn't think like could do anything, and we saw a lot of guys who were really good just bomb out. Yeah, so I I I think like green speeds and just the slowness of the golf course, just you know it it can it's a little bit of an adjustment period, you know, and they're not used to this stuff. But it's the same thing when, like, a really good European comes over and plays here. It's different. Like, like yeah. when Robert McIntyre, like, he can do really well over in Europe, and he comes over here, he does nothing. not.
0: Not There's a reason for they, that. did do, do anything this weekend either.
1: Well, I know, but, like, just in general, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah. I know, like, oh, Bobby Max in the field. Like, you know, maybe we can get like talk about top. Point. No, he missed the cut because it's a different type of golf over here. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm talking about just, like, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get to them like on the DFS show or something
0: like that. Okay, that's fine. Speaking of All DFS, uh, the DFS site that I play on just trolled me. It was like, you won $300. It was like, no, I didn't. I lost $1,200. What are you talking about? You scumbags. Don't send me those fucking things. It, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. That, like, no, it doesn't. Oh, I, you know, it I makes you want to smash my phone. It makes me want to smash my phone.
1: Uh, any other takeaways? <laughs> um, my concern about Will Zalatoris coming in was he, whenever his putters turned around, was on faster services. No. And he was bad on the greens,
0: but what about week. the Augusta cops, Steve? That's because that's all I've that's seen on Twitter slow, today. Those are fast, greens. I know, but everybody, like, listen. So, like I said, the only thing oh, oh, so you read my article, yeah, I read your article, okay. and then I saw it on Twitter today. Like, there was a bunch of Augusta cops, I haven't listened to yeah. anything yet. Like, I'm not trying to poison my brain okay. this early in the week. Um, <laughs> well, will <laughs> poison your brain tonight?
1: Yeah, probably. I think you need to say, I think you need to take into a little bit of the context, like, but we'll talk, we'll talk about the Augusta links, yeah, but let's, let's, um. Scheffler missed a couple bunnies. He didn't putt well this week. I don't know. sank
0: so many of my fucking lineups.
1: Yeah, it was bad. Him and Herbert. Yeah. Well, you, you were an angry elf on, on fri- Friday morning. It was so bad, bro. <laughs> Towards the bro, end. Bro, and- I mean, I, I, was, I was an angry elf at 4 a.m. on Thursday. Thursday. Once <laughs> I realized, oh, fuck, I messed up how this golf course was. Well, I
0: couldn't believe he ejected because at least I would have had, like, I would have in the, uh, because I did the whatever $5 fucking yeah. 150 max, right? Mm-hmm. And I at least would have had like 20 to 25, like, six to sixes if it wasn't mm-hmm. fucking Herbert. Right. You know what I mean? So, knock it. Oh, well. <laughs>
1: hey, Fabrizio Zanotti came through, though.
0: Yeah. Alexander bucket. Bjork played pretty well. Didn't he? Wait, isn't he
1: the one? Didn't he DQ? Who no, was who's that, that Bjork? No, that was Thomas Bjorn.
0: They're all the same. Yeah. Okay, Bjork.
1: No, Thomas Bjorn is way more well known than uh, Alexander Bjork.
0: They also have the um, same to me, Steve. Okay. I called Gesundheit because I couldn't true. remember who the fuck he
1: is. All right. Well, I move on to the open. All right. Let's go. Open right.
0: time. Hey, first of all, are
1: we back on Peacock for this bullshit? Uh, I believe so. I think Peacock is from like 1 a.m. to like like 4:30 a.m. Wait, 1 a.m. Yeah, because of the time difference. We went off at 2:15 this week. Oh, it, it's it's it just it's it's gonna be 1 a.m. this week. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: I'm never sleeping now because I stay up to one normally. So now I'm gonna be like, I'll go to yeah. sleep, fall asleep sleep to this. It'll be 4 a.m. when I turn no, off. The I'll
1: TV. probably I'm probably gonna wake up about three. That's usually when I wake up. Um, and then I'll probably make a big breakfast. That's an American
0: psycho statement. I
1: usually wake up at 3. Yeah, but you know okay, what, though? The, okay, the, the, li- the live gambling opportunities at that time, pretty good. Last year, I oh, caught a book. Buddy, they, was still, they were still <laughs> hanging more. He, I think he just got like one within the lead oh, yeah, that's on right. Friday, and a right. book was still hanging 20 to 1 on him, and I yeah. crushed it.
0: No, I remember.
1: Yeah, that was pretty great. I did not. i um, to sleep. <laughs> wow, we talk about the Open Championship? Let's go. All right. So. Again, play St. Andrews. It's the 150th open championship. Um, We've seen St. Andrews a lot, especially if you're my age, like I, you know, we're probably one of the first opens you watched was probably the one that Tiger Woods just burned to the ground back in, I think like 2000 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, we've, Seen over the years, I have a couple videos of hole-by-hole. I also posted the 2015 final round uh, at St. Andrews, which actually just was wildly entertaining. Do you remember a lot of that tournament?
0: Not really, man.
1: Okay. So that was the one that DJ was like, he was running away with it after 36 holes, but they got crazy weather conditions.
0: Was that the Monday finish?
1: Yeah, it was the Monday finish. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 so it
1: shut down pretty much almost all day Friday, Saturday. They got in the rest of the second round Saturday, then they played third round Sunday, fourth round Monday.
0: Yeah. So, So, yeah, I do remember that,
1: yeah. Kind of a weird vibe, you know, having like the final round entirely on on a Monday for the Open Championship. Um, Entertaining tournament, though. Like, you had Leishman. It looked like he was going to win, I think, and he messed up 16. Um, You had Zach Johnson kind of flying. I think he came back from like four shots Mm -hmm. after 54 holes. He won. Louis, like, and I've I've watched that final. He came round. in second, right? Wasn't yeah, so he lost in a playoff. I, yeah, yeah, I watched okay. that. Um, yeah, I do remember. I rewatched the 2015 final round on YouTube a couple times just over the last few weeks, just to re-familiarize myself with the course. Louis should have won that tournament. He had he missed so many pots. Uh, especially on the back nine, there, it's which
0: is just, weird because that's all Louis does now. my know. Thoughts.
1: Yeah, it, back then he was not a good. Partner. No, I know. Now, now, now that's all hunts. he does.
0: Now, now it's all he does. Yeah.
1: Well, technically, we don't know because they don't keep stats, stats on live. So
0: that's a different conversation.
1: Ah, uh, that is a different
0: conversation. All right, no live talk. All
1: now. right, no, Go we are not doing that. And then the last thing I did, I actually posted a link to uh, I think it's the head of golf instruction of St Andrews. Basically, he does a hole by hole of like all the strategy of like playing each hole, and that's what I want to lead to right now, like is that in the article i know yeah, it yeah it is yeah basically okay. i i posted what he did on the road hole cuz that's the, that's the whole like we all basically want to mm-hmm. see how they play but it, it i posted the, it's the video playlist every single hole he'll go through like all right you know the burns like 300 yards out or like you know hey this pop bunker is 280 to carry but you got to play towards it if you want a good angle of the green so okay. and, and that's how i want to transition to this place because okay. um you know for the talk for at least the last like year or two is that it, the tour pros are going to burn this place to the ground. Um, you know, it's going to yep. play if there's no Easy, wind, no wind it's be soft, sad. like it's yeah. going to be drive or wedge, like all, like yeah. all that stuff. And like, there's some merit to, if there isn't any wind, then the scores me be low. Like, like we've seen examples of this, like at the Alfred Dunhill, the St. Andrews is in the rotation of those three courses. I mean, it's, it's basically the European tour equivalent of our Table Beach program. Okay. So they play – do you know what courses they play in the, on the Dunhill? Bro, come on. All right, so they play St. Andrews. They play Kings Barnes, which is a good golf course a little south of there. Uh, and then they play Carnoustie. Oh, okay. So they play those three all over three days. They do the cut, and then they all play St. Andrews on Sunday. Pretty good. That's not,
0: not a bad gig if you can get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, Hatton's won it. Fleetwood's done pretty well there. Like, Danny Willett won there last year. Um, but we've seen tournaments where, like, if there's no weather, and it's playing in October, like, and that could be cold Scottish weather, but, like, if they didn't get a win, like, um, I, in 2017, Ross Fisher shot 61. Um, last year, there was, like, light to moderate wins. Who the was, fuck is Ross Fisher? He, he was pretty good, like, like mid 20 teens. So, uh, but, he shot, but he shot at 61. He, he almost was on a Ryder Cup team, uh, nice. I think, back in, like, 2016. Ooh, maybe he might have a shot this year, too. Who knows? <laughs> <Enough> got- <laughs> well, we said no live talk, so. Sorry, sorry. All right. Too easy, too easy. All All right. Right. And then last year at the Alfred Dunhill, um, I think only eight players shot over par in the final round. And it was cold, but there wasn't much wind. Uh, now the Alfred Dunhill, it, it like people are going to refer to that as their evidence of oh well St Andrews is really easy. Well, that's a fucking pro-am, guys. Like they're putting pins literally in the easiest spots. Right. And with how big these greens are, there are a lot of places you can put a pin. So it, it really is going to come down to, like, as far as like the difficulty of this place. If there's, if there really truly is no wind. What can the RNA do and what can St. Andrews kind of like bring to the table just on its own to kind of frustrate players? Well, first off, like this is a golf course that a lot of people, when they first play it, just don't like and don't understand. There's a lot of quirkiness to it. There's a lot of movement in the fairways and greens. Like there's a lot of times where like you hit a approach shot and you think it's good, but if it hits to the wrong side of a mound, it goes like 30, 40, 50 feet the other way. And you're like, what the hell happened? Um now it can be unfair. It's it's definitely a course that once you play it more over time, you start to understand it. And like it, it and it ends up being, you know, I mean, there's I don't think there's a coincidence that guys like Tiger Woods, Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, you know, three one of the best golfers in history, yeah. they consider St. Anders their favorite golf course on earth. Um, and there's you know, a lot of quotes about it as far as like. You know, the history of St. Andrews and like how it like it's interesting, its character, like how it challenges you. Like, so like, I'll go through a couple of examples. Like, so, Aleister McKenzie, you know, the old course, of St. Andrews rarely appears at first sight. It's not and it frequently takes years for scoffers to come to its many virtues. Uh, Gene Sarazen, after my third or fourth round, I was an eloquent admirer of the old course. Um, Peter Thompson, if there was one part of the game not right, no matter how you try, how you try, you know, hard to it's protected, the old course will find it. Uh, Robert Hunter, St. Andrews yields nothing to power unless it be used with wisdom. and H.N. Weather and Tom Simpson. Uh, I don't know who those guys are, but they had a good quote. Uh, St. Andrews <laughs> not difficult, not because bunkers are placed to catch inaccurate shots, because the result of Mr. misadventures to make the next shot infinitely more difficult than it otherwise would have been. I, you know. So speaking of that quote, and some of the things I listened to this week until so you get me prepped, and you know, I listened to like, Justin Thomas talk about the old course. I listened to, listened to Jeff Shappell. Uh, did you
0: see his stupid hat? No, I didn't. I just it literally to says the, it. Literally says the old course. It's the worst looking hat you've ever seen.
1: Oh, uh, it's probably not worse than what Tom, Tony Finau's gonna wear on Saturday. That's fair. So, oh, yeah. um, so in order to score, like if we're talking about like 20, 25 under winning scores, I think what everybody thinks is gonna be. Um, if you really want to score, St Andrews is designed where you have to take on the bunkers, either the pop bunkers in the fairway or the bunkers. You know, around the green. Okay. And yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely a risk reward golf course. Like, and you know, there's a lot of ways you can play St. Andrews, either if there's weather elements or not. So if there's weather elements, you know, like you know, Justin Thomas was talking about how when he first played St. Andrews back at the Alfred Dunhill, like in 2014 or so. Um it was traditional Scottish weather. And he hit and it's only like a 350 yard par four, the the opening hole. It's got the burn in front, so you know it's it's usually not one you try to take on and drive it over. So, but he hit driver six iron into that hole. It was three hundred fifty yards because the wind was so (laughs) so stupid. Yeah, and then there was other times when it was dead calm, and he hit seven iron wedge. Yeah. So this is a golf course that, with how the weather is, it can change, and it's also a golf course where there's always a lot of options. You know, if, it, and because, you know, it's for a couple reasons. Number one, the fairways are really wide, at least like before it starts bottlenecking there's some trouble. Um, if you want to hit driver down the left towards the other fairway, plenty of room out there. You know, if you want to try and thread the needle and try to get through the bottleneck of the fairway, take on the pop bunkers, you know, to get, you know, maybe go for, because that's where the pin is that day. It's a better angle of the green. You can do that too. Um, maybe that requires a layup off the tee. Um, it's definitely one where the RNA, because the greens are so big, I referenced this earlier, in that they can protect the golf course from getting quote unquote bombed and overrun with just guys hitting driver anywhere and they're always in the fairway. Um, depending on where they move the pin. You know, be for example, like let's say a guy just takes driver, he hits it down the left. Well, if the RNA sets the pin correctly, let's say it's on the other side of a mound, like the guy's got no angle over there. Right. It, like as best he can do is get like 40 feet for birdie and that's not really going to cut it or, you know, they can set the pin where it's, it's there, you know? Yeah. Like maybe you gotta take like a hybrid, hit it down the right, you know, take on the, uh, you know, one of the pop bunkers. If you miss it, then you have a perfect angle. It's a flat landing spot. You can get to it. Uh, there's ways the RNA can do that because the greens are so big. There's a lot of pin positions. They can do that.
0: Have we heard um, this before though? Like,
1: I know. Well, that's a thing I, I know. And let me get to that.
0: Sorry. Right. You guys got to make sure you get down on the win bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 of free bets. If you're betting baseball, you got to check out win bet. With their reduced juice in baseball games, it makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And if you bet $500 in sports or casino before July 31st, 2022, you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at the Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform Today, with millions of players, you probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you like and pick the over-under. For example, the points of basketball or hits of baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between 2 and 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about the over-under app on, or the over-under on Sleeper is, is the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop doing what you're doing and download Sleeper to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your phone, go join our listener group over at Sleeper. Dot com slash SGP and sleeper automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. That's right. Join the squad and get a hundred percent deposit match on sleeper.com slash sgp and the sgpn discord. You guys gotta go make sure you check out the new discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to com slash
1: discord. They've also have um grown out the rough which is kind of sacrilege to Mm -hmm. st andrews because we it's at its core it's basically just all fairway and the rna because they've been hearing this for years have understood that they don't want this golf course just everybody's saying driver wedge everywhere so they have grown fair grown rough to places where that used to be fairway so that's going to be a challenge. I think I was I was looking at um, Jeff Sackford's email earlier that the, you know the rough is like two to four inches. It's not penal by any means, but what we saw this week at the um, at the uh, Scottish Open that even if you're just in the intermediate rough, like the ball just with as firm as St Andrews is right now, it's really baked out, and it doesn't look like they're getting any rain between now and like at least Saturday. The ball's just going to run, you know, okay. just you know off the tee as well. Like once it hits the ground. It's just going to keep going and going and going. It's going to be hard to hold fairways. If it's in the rough, it's going to be hard to hold the green too. The ball's just going to keep rolling, and we saw that the skies open this week, where anything in the rough, like you could not get any spin. It's hard to get the ball close unless you like just bounce it to the green, like you land it short. You're creative. You use the mounts to your advantage. Like it wasn't just like the typical driver wedge, wedge like yeah. or you know bomb and gouge that yeah. we see on the PG tour. It's different. So those are ways. The RNA can protect it. Also, I, I saw it in a our email. Like, they can actually use, like, distance, like, you know, like, these guys hitting it so long to the RNA's advantage. If they move up the tee box on, like, 16, then they can't get to the other fairway, and then they're just in rough, and, like, the angle into that green is actually makes it a nightmare <laughs> approach okay. shot. Okay. So... That actually is kind of interesting. Like actually shorten the golf course because these guys hit it so, <laughs> so far, far and the yeah. ball just rolls forever. Like that actually maybe can be toward to their advantage. Where how about these guys that? are like how about these guys are like, all right, I can't really hit driver because this thing's gonna go 380 and it's gonna roll into the rough, and I'm gonna be at a terrible angle. Maybe I gotta hit iron now and like try and actually yeah.
0: how crazy would that be if the that would be if, nuts. If the if the answer to the equipment and how long everybody is is not liking it in the golf courses, shutting these bitches. Yeah, because then that would be
1: fucking wild. Because then, then if you hit it so far, you're actually fucked.
0: Yeah, that would be holy wild. shit. It's so easy. It might it, that might be the fucking answer. Maybe.
1: I mean, I, I I posted my article today, like on hole number sixteen. Like, if you really want to hit driver, you have got to cut the corner and you bring OB into play. Yeah, and you can't hit it down the left because you're gonna be. And they grew up the rough there. Yep. You're me in the rough. And you got to carry two bunkers and a couple mounds. And, like, it's just not a good approach shot. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, that it. could be it. And, like, at St. It. Andrews, like, and the architecture of it, like, it really does do a good job of, like, if you truly don't have a good angle to the green, there's really not much you can do. Okay. Like, either you got to carry over a bunker or there's a couple mounds. Like, it's a blind approach shot. Like, it's it doesn't make it easy to – like, because this isn't new with St. Andrews. Like, there's always been wide fairways there. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's it's not a, like, it's not some secret, like, that we've revealed over the last couple of years. Like, oh, if I hit it farther, I'm going to score better. Well, like, <laughs> it's been like that for years there. Right. So there are some ways the RNA can just not make it just a mindless bombing, just bomber fest. Like, I think some people are going to think it is this week. With that said, if there isn't any wind and guys are smart and creative and have a really good sense of, like, where the pin is and what shot I need to hit off the tee in order to get a good approach in, this thing can definitely get lit up. Like, I'm not going to make any bones about it. I think just my point is it's not going to be just everyone, his driver, and they're going to have, like, 90 yards in. It's not going to be that. I, I think, like... You can do it. You just you're gonna have to hit a really good tee shot to kind of thread the needle. It's not gonna be a situation where just guys just mindlessly go into the other fairway and they're gonna hit over the rough, and it's just gonna be like that. No. Okay. And you, if you want to do that, you can. It's not as easy, I think, as people are gonna make it out to be, but you can. So, and that's the beauty of this place. Like I said, there's a lot of options. You can play. There's no right way to play it. Like if you want to lay up off the tee and try to hit everything straight and like set up a little bit longer approach up and have good angles, you can do that. If you want to try and hit drive or take all the trouble out out of the way and then delay the difficult shot to the next shot, you can do that. So, I mean, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like a fantasy football, like any single strategy can work. Like it's just, you need to execute. And that's kind of what this place is. Okay. You got any questions? Yeah, I got lots of questions.
0: So, so if there's no wind, it can be a birdie fest but not necessarily and that, is that just it, because- it can be a
1: birdie fest if people who are playing well and smart right. it's not going to be just like it can definitely get people in trouble if you're dumb yeah. or you or you take uh, or you choose the wrong like like let's say you like you weigh your risk rewards yeah and you're like all right i'm going to hit this shot well if you screw it up then you're you're fucked, fucked. Okay. Yeah. Like you're not making birdie or bring a bogey into play. Like, and you do that enough times, like
0: yeah, you, you shoot yeah, you're going to bomb out. Like yeah. we
1: say that every tournament, but like, and especially here, but like if you have a really good understanding of the golf course, where the pin is and where you need to be in the fairway or just off the tee to know like, okay, I have a fantastic angle. If I can pull off this shot, I know it's difficult, but if I can do it,
0: this place can is there happen. is there a certain caddy or a couple of caddies who have like really good knowledge of this course?
1: I mean, anyone's probably played it before, like.
0: No, no, before. but I mean, like as far as like in like competition, right? Because I know we haven't seen this. As,
1: as I mean, I before. mean, you could go with anybody who's probably played the Alfred Dunhill. You can look okay. at that. I mean, it's a different course setup, but they've seen it a lot of times. They see it every year. You could probably look at whoever played the 2015 Open or the 2010 Open. Um, yeah, know? I mean, this guy's been around cool. for a while, so they've yeah. really seen it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like that's pretty rabbit hole stuff.
0: Yeah, no, and, but at, the, and what, at the
1: end of the day, it's still up to the player to pull off the shot.
0: Correct, correct. But that. but yeah, so I I want I want I definitely want a caddy who's been here. Like like I know this sounds ridiculous, yeah. but like no, I, want, no, I I agree with that. Yeah, like I like I want a caddy who's been here and understands the layout and understands like the bumps and like the hey you have got to yeah. take this line, you've got to take that line. It's
1: always up to the player to execute. But right. I don't want to a dumbass caddy <laughs> you know what i mean like right. i want i know well, that, that's kind of the beauty of this week too because like i don't think any single model that you want to put in like a stat site is like perfect it's stuff like you just mentioned like a lot of these intangible stuff but kind of like when yeah. we see the Gus national like there's not really like a perfect like model for that you right. kind of just go like all right i think he's like you know he's really creative like he's a shot maker like mm-hmm. i just think he's gonna fit him and it kind of just works out that way yeah so yeah i mean i i think like that's gonna be a difference between like doing really well or not. Kind of like, how the, the fuck right, am I, I going to research
0: caddies who, <laughs> who do play at? I, do,
1: I do enough for you guys. Someone else wants to take that. That's why I said, how
0: am I going to do it? I wasn't asking you to do it. All right. The fuck am I going to figure that out? The Google okay. box will help me. The, uh, all right. So as far as, so other than like, other than like, you know, how to attack the course and things like that, like if it's going to be burnout out and it's not going to be bomb and gouge because I don't, I don't think that's right either. I really don't.
1: And no, I, I, I really, with as big as these greens aren't and the RNA, they're, they're not dumb. Like, I think they're going to set up maybe some crazy unfair pin positions where, like, good. if you are in the rough, like, you have no chance of stopping the ball close to the hole because okay. it's going to be so firm. The okay. ball's just going to roll. I mean, these greens are just like, they're literally like football fields, like, yeah, double but, greens and they're huge. And like, well, you've seen the guys, like, even
0: like Fitz over the weekend, like, he watched his two other guys try to fly whoever was playing with on. Thursday or Friday, I can't find right mm-hmm. He started trying to fly to the pin and started shooting, shoot, overshoot the green. So he clubbed down yeah. and hit it 20 yards in front of the green and stuck it to like six
1: feet, right? Well, so you like want to get my point about proximity stats this week? Sure. Got I, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to no, help. I don't think, so. I think a, it's going to help either. It's all feel. Well, that's the thing. That's You just mentioned it right there. A lot of times in Lynx golf, you're not playing to the number like you are in a PGA Tour. Like, all right, if it's – like, it, like, they'll be like, all right, it's 175 to the top shelf. They're going to hit it there. Like, right. here in Lynx Golf, like, okay, you're in the rough. I need right. to hit it, like, 40 yards short of the green and let Let's it see run. what happens. Or maybe I need to play, like, away from the hole and then just let it filter down, by like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it depends on, like, wind conditions every single day. Like, all right, I mean, like, some days it's going to play, like, 125 yards short. Another day it's going to be 175. Like, wow. and like I also said, there are a lot of different ways to play St. Andrews. If, you know, and a bomber could say like, all right, I'm actually, I'm actually going to club down because I think I can hit it, you know, well, you know pretty far with an iron, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try and like shore the trouble. And like, I'm confident with my iron, game, I can get it there or maybe take a shorter hitter who's going to try and maybe take stuff on, maybe get a little farther down the fairway. Like it, it's hard to predict. I think how, what guys strategies each one's going to be. Yeah, as far as where they want to be and because it really is kind of up to them. It's up to how much risk they want to take off the team. It's up to how much reward they want to get. Like maybe yeah. they are comfortable like, all right, this whole I don't really I don't really feel comfortable here. I just want to get to a point where I just want to like and get out of here or no, I'll be like, all right, I need to be aggressive. I want to like get here. It, it's going to be different. For everybody. it's not like going to TBC John Deere. Everybody bombs it and everybody's going to have like 150 yard shot. In the it's, right. it's not like that. Yeah. So I, I I don't think proximity stats are useful at all. I don't think first of all there's no shot link data from any of the tournaments. I know it's impossible to get. If it's really going to be firm, ball's going to roll forever, and that also means a to roll just straight away, and maybe you do have a 99 chart, shot, or it rolls and it takes the wrong side of a hop, yeah, and, and then it stops in the rough or goes to a yeah. pop auger, and then yeah, yeah. you fucks. Yeah. So it's I, wild. I love I, it, and, and and we'll get to it. And this is just a sneak preview of the relative skill chart. If you just target good iron players, you're probably fine, and we'll talk about the reason why later. Okay, so that's my proximity, you know, spiel. But yeah. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Okay. Okay. Any other questions before we move on? I mean, I have more. We,
1: I'm sure they'll pop up later. Okay. You want to talk time. about nuts and bolts of the golf course? Nuts and bolts. Bro. All right. Let's go. Okay. Nothing I like more than a good nut. All right. So Sands is going to play a Shade under 7,300 yards, which is about like how long these Open Championship. Uh, golf courses have basically been over the years like and, and there's there's only so much with these golf courses that they could actually change the length and like a lot of t-boxes are over on a different golf course <laughs> and they just can't go back much further so there's a cap on like what these things can be um i mean the true yards of each hole is going to differ based on where the wind is and because it's out in in nature, like the golfer is going to face completely different wind directions each on each night. Kind of like we saw at Kiowa, and that affected like scoring too. Like where we yeah. saw like, you know, the guys going out on the front nine, if they had a tailwind, they were awesome, and then they got just their dicks kicked in on the, you know, coming in. Yeah, you know, kind of the same thing here. Like everybody goes out and then they come in. So um, kind of like what you talked about earlier. Uh, I think you need to have a really good caddy to do well here. I think you need a season one. Um, I think yeah, I have a lot of trust in them. I almost kind of wonder, too, like, has anyone ever tried just because, like, the caddies at St. Andrews, like, they're some of the best of the world. Okay. I wonder if anyone's ever tried just to say, like, you know what, you know, my regular caddy, stay home. I'll give How you my cat- guy from, like, St. Andrews. Yeah, but like, hey, listen, man,
0: stay home. Uh, I yeah. heard, I heard uh, Liam uh, really knows his shit around here. If I, I hit, I'll give you the ten percent. I'll give this guy five percent. It's More money than he's made at St. Andrews in fucking five years, and uh, we'll all be fucking happy. That's a maybe. Great a li- maybe, Steve, maybe, Jesus Christ, that's a great
1: fucking strategy. Why don't people do that? Maybe one of the live guys will do it because live's actually paying the caddies. You don't know, have to worry about that. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Move on. Yeah. Move on. maybe, maybe DJ is going to leave Austin at home.
0: I would leave Austin at home. How he's been reading pots <laughs> over the past fucking year.
1: So yeah, I mean, like, but like we talked about earlier, like caddies are really important. Uh, so it's a it's a par seventy two, but it's a unique, unique layout. There's only two par threes and only two par fives um both the par threes will play under 175 yards but they go in opposite directions so depending on what the wind is one might play more like 150 the other one might play more like 200 but you know while just on the scorecard they're not overly long like these things are you know defended by like you know pop bunkers homes hollows mounds all that stuff so um it's it's not easy especially number 11 um that's i think called eden it's one of the Greatest par threes in the world. Uh, it's that's a difficult hole because based on like how the green is, you know, contoured and shaped.
0: Yeah, it's um, contoured like the devil.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> that's what you talk. It's like exactly. <laughs> and, and 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 there, I I think the RNA might be complete assholes about pin positions this week. Good. I hope they are, especially yeah. if the wind's not up. Yeah. I, but it looks it, like the
0: wind's going to be up according to Windfinder, but it's Sunday night. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they, they fucked me
1: over last week. But we'll, exactly. Yeah, whatever.
0: All right. And as far as the par five. Oh, what, what do we call it? What are we going to pay attention to? The super, oh, the
1: super forecast.
0: The super forecast.
1: How can We, get, we, we can delve that? into that
0: on the DFS show, but fucking believable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, oh,
1: depending so on where you are, that might be the one you use. Well, great. Shit ads. <laughs> yeah. It was, completely, it was completely different, by the way. <laughs> so different. Unbelievable. All right, anyways. Sorry. Um, As far as the par fives, one is a 500-some-yard fifth. If the wind's in your back, it's pretty reachable, Uh, especially if it's running firm and fast. Like, it's only the green is so big, like, it probably only takes like 180, 200-yard approach. I just bounce it up to the front. Roll out, take care of the rest, Um, especially with how firm it is. And if you're taking a long iron, you probably got to land it short, let it run up to the hole, depending on where the pin is. As for for the 14th, that's over 600 yards. but again, if it's the win is favorable, um, you can probably at least get it close into. The, the difference, though, with this 14th is that the closer you get to the green, if you don't get on, there's two big mounds that make it a little more difficult. So you actually kind of want to lay back a little bit um, if you don't want to go for it. Or you, just wanna, might, or you might just want to hit it completely over, you know, past the pin and just kind of like, you know, work your way backwards. There is Hell Bunker uh, on the 14th. Is it's, not re- is, it's not does really in that- for these guys, though. Which is uh, the, it's in play for, for us. It's not really in play for them.
0: It's probably not even play for us. The, the, no,
1: it. it pr- no, I mean, probably. as far
0: as like, oh, I'm gonna hit it fucking right off the tee. <laughs> I'm already gonna be in trouble. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like it's really not in play for right. Me. It, <laughs> it's it, it's it's not really in play for these guys either. I I don't remember. I mean, there probably was somebody in it on 2015. I don't. It was not a factor at all on the final. on the outcome. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. It's just, people will talk about it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as far as agronomy goes, um, it's got different strains of like fescue, bentgrass, ryegrass, poa, metal grass, like all around the golf course. The greens are basically entirely fescue. Kind of like we talked about last week, though. Um, there's very few examples outside the UK where you see fescue golf courses. Uh, yeah. The only ones I can think of off the top of my head, Whistling Straits, which has hosted a Brider Cup and a major. Uh, Aaron Hills um, in 2017. Is Aaron Hills fescue? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's a links. It's an American links style. Listen, I, Actually, listen, I, I, be, I believe you. I was just break. confused. Honestly, looking back on it, if I just used the Aaron Hills like leaderboard, I would have done great this week because I know Xander did well. Like that was his breakout. Um, well, wait, be a week
0: late, Steve. Thanks, buddy.
1: Uh Tommy That's Fleetwood perfect. did well. He did well this week. Nobody was. Nobody's been Fleetwood. He was cursed, wasn't he? He was, but he was like top five. I think. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so, is that curse broken? I. The Solvay Curse broke a week ago. Now, we Anna is doing shit. Xander, right. and then you had Chambers Bay, but those were fescue greens invaded by Poa. Like, that, there's yeah, Chambers Bay was a nightmare. I know. Well, that's the thing. There's nothing to take away from that no, U.S. Open. No. Like that, that, that was quote unquote fescue. It was not fescue, and it was matter. so bad they actually converted it all the Poa, which they should have did before. The did they Open. really? Yeah, they converted all the Poa, and Boy now what? it actually plays awesome. I wonder how much that cost. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a muni, so it costs the taxpayers. Um, they yeah. can afford it; they're fine. And Seattle dare. and Chambers yeah. Bay, yeah. they're yes. okay. Mister Starbucks can yeah,
0: afford Yeah,
1: exactly. So it the um, valley is fine. And then, like, like I mentioned earlier, like at the Renaissance Club last week, which I think a lot of guys. No, no, sir, it's
0: the Renaissance 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 Renaissance. Club. Did you hear that? That is Is that that made me triggered every single fucking time they said it. I was like, I don't give a shit how you pronounce it. Everybody here says Renaissance. You
1: know, I mean, that's that's basically a Rochester accent. Renaissance, my nasally accent, right there coming. Really? Yeah. 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 Kind of. Um, I don't think so, Steve. I'm I'm making fun of where I live. Yeah, Um, that's fine.
0: Uh, but listen, that was really annoying, and it was funny because all the American announcers had to like say it and then re-say it again. I was like, "Are these pricks who are like you have to say the fucking country club right?" Like, yeah. who are these assholes? Like, I know it's Jerry
1: Savardi; he's a Jacksonville businessman. Do I know Jerry Savardi? Yeah, what? Like, what does he do down there? Do you know? He own, is like he... car dealerships or something? I'm Savarti? No, I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's a Jacksonville businessman. I mean assume I you him. would know him. You probably roll Why? in the same circles.
0: No, wait, who is he? Why are you he owns me the that?
1: Renaissance? The Renaissance.
0: Oh no, we definitely don't run in the same okay, He okay. owns the Renaissance <laughs> club. No, no. Listen, uh, listen, I know, I know I was high level for a while, but I definitely did not know that
1: guy. <laughs> all right. Back to my point. Just like the Renaissance club last week. Oh, the Greens course, are roll.
0: I literally want to punch my computer. All right.
1: I fucking hate it. The Greens <laughs> are gonna roll really slow again. Um, the greens are not quite as severely sloped as what they were last week. It's still pretty quirky. There's still a lot of mounds. Like it, if you're on the wrong. Place on the green. It's going to be pretty tricky to put on it, uh, but it's going to be slow. Um, like I mentioned earlier, if the winds are cooperating, they might speed up the greens um, as the weekend goes on. If not, they'll just keep it at ten. So same green speeds as what you see last week. So sure. um, we already did approach shot distances, and I went in my little spiel about how I think it's fucking useless this week. You fucking think it's useless every week. I do, but I think it's especially. <laughs> I think it's, I I think you're adding. Bad Steve, Steve
0: do you not remember the 60 yards and in at the U.S. Open and how useful that was
1: for us? Oh, well, <laughs> useful for you. No, I, I didn't use any of that. Um, I, okay, Augusta National. So, you saw us on Twitter. Probably everybody else did. Uh, I spelled it out in my column this week. Uh, so, I mean, just inherently... I, I think the two, made, like, we can kind of link both majors together. Usually you link the U.S. Open and PGA together. Those are kind of, like, power, hard, difficult, like, that style of golf. We kind of saw this year, Brookline and um, uh, Southern Hills. And then kind of with the Open, you know, typically we link it to the Masters. Like, it's, it's not so we just, like, mindlessly overpower it. You know, there's it requires some thought, strategy, creativity, and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of times you kind of equate, okay, if you do really good at the Masters, you can do a, well an open championship. Well, I, I think there's no other venue that's as closely linked to Augusta National, St. Andrews. And it, it kind of shows in the leaderboard, um, that have, it's produced over the last three and kind of like for the reasons I said earlier, like, you know, it, there's a lot of options, kind of both golf clubs, you know, a lot of options at Augusta National, as far as how you really want to play it, you know, like got you gotta be really good around the greens, kind of both like, you know, the greens are. You know, tricky and complex and everything. And, and you see it at both places. So let's run through both top tens in, or in 2005, 2010, 2015. And I'll give you just like their Masters history. So, you know, 2005. Uh, won by Tiger Woods. Uh, he's, he's okay in Augusta National. Yeah, he might uh, be all right. Yeah, you know, five-time Masters winner. Seven of the other top five finishes. He, he's How many times has he, uh, yeah. he won St. Andrews? Twice. Yeah. He won in 2000, 2005. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. T3. Fred Couples, where are the 1919 Masters? Like, this is like, this is, like passes prime Fred Couples, too. Yeah. T3. Passes prime was 1988. All right. <laughs> 10 of our top 10 finishes. T3, Jose Maria Olazabal, two time Masters Champion, six other top 10 finishes. Uh, T5, Sergio Garcia, who had, would not go on to do anything at the Masters until 12 years later. But hey, you know what it fits my narrative? Yep. Yeah. Masters comp. <laughs> T5, Bernhard Langer. What really? the hell happened? What the hell was going on with golf in 2005? I don't we're, know. He's, like he's we're Fred he's Couples kind of killing the
0: senior tour, though.
1: We're Fred Couples Olazabo and longer, and Colin Montgomery. By the way, I didn't include him, this as his master's degree dog but he finished, I think, second. <laughs> but like, he was past his prime too. Well, listen, what
0: <laughs> what do you guys like about coffee? I mean, listen, some of your guys, you know, do uh, you guys like a Duncan's guy? Are you a Starbucks guy? You know, listen save some money and make get some of this stuff at home man. go to trade coffee man uh it connects the customers with the freshest best tasting coffee they've ever made uh by at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters these are independent businesses from big cities and small towns and trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters often being the largest source of new growth for them and listen expert tasting coffee uh, listen the the trade team over there actually taste tastes thousands of different coffees. That sounds like a great job, actually. And they keep 450 kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. And they also got a first-match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you uh, right with the first time. If they don't, they'll take your feedback. And an actual, actual coffee expert will work with you to send a, you out a brand new bag for free listen whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know what it tastes like when coffee is perfect trades real coffee experts personally taste like i said over 450 roats. so they know exactly what to recommend for you because look the truth is what i like and what you like is going to be completely different you you will like a certain selection of coffee that are different from anybody else's taste so all you gotta do is answer a couple questions and you get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like and there's no gimmicks trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground however you do it at home and i'll guarantee you'll love it or your first Order is free. Trade has already delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. So right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com sgb SGP. That's 40 cups of coffee for free. So go get started by taking that quiz over at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find the coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for over $30.00.
1: Golf, man, golf was in a rough place in the mid 2000s. I was
0: watching, the, I was heavily watching the Red Sox.
1: Oh, okay, and the
0: Patriots. Yes, you were.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, T5 VJ Singh, 2000 Masters Champion, five consecutive top 10 finishes. Can I ask five?
0: you a question real quick? When you yeah, say VJ Singh, he, yeah.
1: he's gotta be like
0: uber underrated,
1: right? Oh, for his career, yeah. Yeah, like people don't I, even I, I think so. Three times. major even, champion, he won a lot in, win, in, the, in the with 2000s. Tiger in his prime. yeah, like, like I think he, I think he won like nine times in like 2007 or something. Like, and this yeah. is a guy who was going up against
0: Tiger in his prime, and people were like, nah, whatever BJ's saying. people don't even like I feel like that guy needs more more props. I don't know yeah,
1: I mean, like he's played all over the world, too. Yeah. Like, he, like he's won events in like Fiji, like Australia, <laughs> Europe, like that guy went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He definitely underrated as far as uh, a career. Like, you know, he, he was great. Uh, and then T5, Rateef Goosen, four top three finishes from 2002, 2007. Sneakily crushed it at the Masters. <laughs> I, what? Retief Goosen? I don't know who that guy is, bro. He's a two time major winner, no, he won don't. two US Opens.
0: What, you year? don't know who Goosen is? No, I absolutely have no idea who Retief oh, Goosen
1: is. You should not be hosting a golf podcast then.
0: Listen, man, I got into <laughs> golf late. I told you I didn't even swing a golf club until I was fucking uh, 28 he, years old. He won,
1: he won at Southern Hills in 2001. He won at Shinnecock in 2004, I think. Yeah, once again. Dude, I was fucking in the military. I was okay, not what what watching you, golf. All right. What did you crush Augusta National? He was really good. <laughs> it was actually it – was, it, was, it was the big five. It was Tiger, Ernie Els, Phil VJ goose, Goosen who basically won everything on the PGA Tour from like 2002 to like 2006. How about that? Yeah, I know it's a big five. All right, 2010 Open Championship. Louis Oosthuizen uh, he won. He ended up, you know two years later he lost to Bubba Watson in 2012 Masters. Um, second Lee Westwood he had five top ten finishes at the Masters from 2010 2016. Uh, T3 Roy McIlroy. Seven top ten finishes in 2014-2022. And he probably should have won the 2010 Masters. Uh, well, no. He would have sh- should have won the 2011 Masters or, you know, later on. But, you know, great Masters career. Okay. Um, Paul Casey then in the top ten. Five top ten finishes including three consecutive from 2015-2017. Rateep Goosen, like I just mentioned earlier. Jeez. And then just like two I I know this there. guy. What,
0: great name, too.
1: Yeah, goes. and then two guys that if I went back in time right now, 10, and I told you if you were betting on golf, which you weren't back then, I wasn't, uh, and I said, look, if you just target guys who are really good at the Masters, and they'll probably just play well at St. Andrews, probably won't Nick Watney. Yeah, you know, he finished yeah. T- he finished seventh at the 2010 Masters earlier that year. Finished top ten in the open at the Open Championship. And then Sean O'Hare finished T7 at the 2009 Masters the year before. I guarantee we would have galaxy-brained ourselves into the, that thing if I just went back in time and said this. <laughs> that would have been like our three dollars like DFS.
0: Absolutely. Okay. No, you,
1: and then 2015, pretty much everybody on that leaderboard has some sort of Augusta National Cop. So Zach Johnson, 2007 Masters champion, and he finished T9 of the Masters earlier that year. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Mark Leishman, three top 10 finishes in 2013 to 2022. We already mentioned Louis. He lost in a playoff there. Uh, Jordan Speith is awesome at the Masters, 2015 Masters champion, four other top three finishes. Jason Day was really good at, at Augusta for a while there. Um, I think he had like three straight top 10 finishes, like in the early 2010s, around that time. Uh, we already mentioned Sergio Garcia. He you know would later go on to win the Masters two years later. Justin Rose, who's always been really who's been really good at the Masters, four career top ten finishes from 2012 to 2021, including two runner uh, runner-up finishes. Uh Danny Willett, who would end up going on to win the Masters uh the following year. Uh Burke finished T two T2 in 2019. And then Adam Sky is the 2013 Masters champion. So like kind of like what I mentioned too, is just if you're somebody who just doesn't want to do modeling, like you, you think strokes gained is bullshit and we galaxy brain ourselves into like three putt <laughs> avoidance and like all this other nonsense. Like, if you just want to cherry pick Augusta national leaderboards, you're probably going to do. Okay. Just based on what I talked about earlier, like guys who generally are pretty good at Augusta. Usually that translate pretty well to St. Andrews. Okay. Any questions? <sighs>
0: Do we count I, the, I need a,
1: do, I need a drink? So no, no, you're right. no, no,
0: no, so so my question was gonna be do we count the asterisk Augusta? Because it's completely it's different. Well,
1: all right. Well th- let's all right, let's think about it. Let's think about that leaderboard. Dustin Johnson, he's done well at Augusta in other years.
0: Yep. Okay. Right? okay. Cam
1: Smith has done well at Augusta in other years. Sung top 10 this year.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, he did. He he did top 10. yeah, you're
0: right. He's sneaky top 10. He right? did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh
1: so that checks that box. Um I'd have to think I mean, don't Fratelli stinks.
0: So. Oh, dude, Fratelli's got a good
1: history in the open. I I know, but like okay. Oh, it's so weird. I looked I looked I, I, Yeah,
0: man, hold on, I'll pull over now. Hang on. All right. So obviously you, you you're not here, later. right. So we, obviously not here, right? Because I don't think
1: I'm. T- I'm trying to think who else finished that top ten. I, I forget off top it. Those those three though were at the top of the leaderboard.
0: patelli ha- came in fifth at the Open last year, and probably. Oh yeah, to, But prior you that, always t32. say that was that wasn't a real Open. That's how, I mean I agree, but the year before, in 2019 he came in t32. Okay, all
1: right, then fine. Dylan, I, listen,
0: I, listen. I'm not even. I, I just thought it was funny that you said that, and as I was scrolling through like like tournament history and like in the six thousand dollar range, I was like. Bertelli Five. Right? Oh yeah. Well that's and what I, was, oh, I mentioned earlier. Like, like
1: you, you like like we compare like the Master success, like open championship success. And you know, I mean I guess if he's done well at the Masters and he's done well at the open, it's probably you know what? It's probably linked then. Yeah. Um I mean I know Rory finished in the top ten at that um at the uh that the Asterix Masters. Um I mean he's you know he's done well at St. Andrews, so and he's done well at the Masters other times, so that yeah. takes care of that. Um, I think John Rom was top ten there. Justin Thomas top ten. Both of them have not done anything, but neither of them have played uh, Saint Andrews in I'm a, not uh, fucking touching. JT team this team. Week. You're what? I am not fucking touching JT. Okay, all right. Um, I can't think oh, of anybody else, but oh, like, I mean the point oh, is oh, like oh. a lot of those guys in that those top tens have Masters history other places. Okay, so. that's fair. All right, good. Yeah. See, look, there okay. you go. Answer the all question. Right. Well, um. So- Okay. Is there another? Is ahead. there is there another crossover course that I didn't has find? I, like I didn't this? find anything. I mean, I didn't go too far into the data, just because I mean, like it's it's hard to pin it down because like there's no stats behind it. Or I know, you know. I mean, you really uh, you really got to go looking. So that was just one I just noticed, just like looking at the leaderboards of seniors. Like, oh, just if I just like you're good the masters, you're good the masters, you're good the masters, you're good the masters, you're good the masters. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna go that.
0: Or, so, does that make Danny Willard a play? Yeah, maybe. Why? I don't want to play Danny Willard. <sighs> all
1: right, then don't play Danny Willard then. Oh, I, mean, so, I mean, I mean, so I mean, stop, I mean, Steve. I mean uh, all right, if you just don't want to use modeling, like, okay, he won the Alfred Dunhill with two rounds at St. Andrews. He yep. finished top 10 of that 2015 Open Championship. He won the Masters. And he finished top 10 of the Masters this year. I know. Or, no, he, he finished 14th this year. It's so. It's, or even like maybe Charles Schwartz is in play. Oh. Uh, like, listen. Like, even, I mean, I, I don't think he's in the field this week, is he? Oh, uh, you know, he probably is in the
0: field. No, I don't think he's in the field. But maybe. There, he, there are like some awesome live guys in the field who actually yeah. have decent course history.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the point is, like, again, like I, I mentioned, like, if you just want to say, fuck all the stats, I'm just, get, I'm just going to pull a bunch of leaderboards from Augusta, you're probably going to be fine. Like, it might be just kind of that easy. So, all right. Any other questions before I move on? No, I think we're good. All right. Let's look at, which was not in my column this week, and let me pull all this stuff up. When are we getting to the list? I want the list. Let's talk about relative skill sets first. Okay. I oh, like no. games, Steve. I, like games. I know you like games. Okay. I like games. I like games. All right. So let's start with what we want to do first. All right, so right. We'll do both. All right. So just world ranking. And, like, age and stuff. Like, like, like non-statistical trends. Okay. okay. So, I went back um, because in 2011-2010, it, it was still a time when, like, a lot of these European tour guys were not primarily on the PGA Tour. And you can't get a lot of European tour data history back then. Like, you can go to, like, PGA Tour and see, like, what they did in, like, six rounds, like, for the year, try to estimate. So, but starting about 2012- Six rounds seems a little light. I know. So starting in 2012, you started getting more top tens where like you had a better understanding, like at least like a, you could go back and see what they were doing on both tours and kind of like, yeah, you, you had a good idea what they're, they are coming in. So I only went back to 2012. It's nine tournaments. It has a St. Andrews in there. I can refer back to the 2010 one if I need to, it's, it's fairly representative. So, all right. So as far as t- like top tens of the open, just in general, like what do you want to look for in an open Championship? Generally, just like in every other major, guys are pretty good and do well. So the average OWGR ranking of all the top tens since 2012 is thir- about 35. Um, the average for winners is 15. So I think the lowest ranked guy to win a open championship was Ernie Els when he was 40th in the world, but he was also gift wrapped that by Adam Scott who's like the <laughs> top ten in the world. So if you want to say like all right, Adam Scott should have won that well he's a premium player. Um, Shane Lowry was 33rd, Zach Johnson's 25th. Everybody else is inside the top 15 in the world, uh, including one, two, three, four, five of them, five of the nine that were in the top eight in the world. So Mm. we kind of mentioned this earlier. Like if you just pick the best guys, you're, (laughs) Oh, Oh, just pick the best players. (laughs) Yeah. That easy. Um as far all as right, podcast I, over. All right, guys. We'll see you right. next week. Pick the best guys. So as far as age goes, and this is something we talked about um, last year. That so going into last year's tournament, I think it was something like nine of the last like or like something like eleven of the last 13 winners of the open were like over the age of 30. And we went deep on like, all right, I only, I'm going to exclude anyone like under like 28 or 29 or 30 or something like that. And that kicked us in the balls because Kyle Morikawa, who had in never sh- played an open one. In that stupid article
0: we read. Or I, yeah, I saw on Twitter and I poisoned you because you weren't even on fire. I poisoned you, but that's 100% on yeah. me. Oh, I don't like the way the turf feels on my irons. All right. right off Morikawa.
1: Right, so he's how, the how, one-off, though. He's the one-off. Like, all right. So ha- Well, that's not really t- Well, Jordan Spieth won when he was 23. Okay. And Rory, when he was 25. So another way to look at is three of the last seven have been under the age of 30. Yeah, but those guys are like... Okay, well, there's a lot stunts. of really good players under 30. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like fine. JT, Spieth, yeah. Scheffler. Is, like, is JT still under 30? Yeah, he's like 29. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're on Xander, who's winning everything now. He's under 30, like... A lot of really good guys under 30 years old. Like Cam so, Smith, he's under 30. Like no. A lot of really good guys under 30. I, I don't think we can actually use that anymore. No, no, I'm with you. You're, you're, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. so I I'm not using age anymore just because there's enough evidence that three of the last seven have been under 30. Like a couple guys at 32. Like there's a couple 40-year-olds, but like that's, you know, nice I, I, that's, that's a years. long time ago. That was 2016, 2015. I'm not using that anymore. All right. All right, strokes gain T to green. Finally, like I mentioned, if you're usually pretty good at the world rankings, you're pretty good at T to green. Uh, average top 10 uh, ranking in strokes gain T to green of all the top 10s is 32nd. They usually gain about one stroke per round T to green. Um, but for winners, though, the average ranking in T to green heading in was 10.4, uh, and they were getting about 1.4 shots T to green. So, again, really? like, I, like I mentioned, just uh-huh. really good T to green. I uh, no none of the last nine open championship uh, open champions were worse than 25th and TD green heading in. So right you, you kind of just narrow down. Now, the one thing, the one kind of thing I did is Shane Lowry. We need to talk about him for a second. Okay, So he didn't play enough rounds on the PGA tour to qualify for stats. His European stuff was like top 15 heading into the year. Yeah, game,
0: but, I, so. but so is that what is it, so how do you equate that to the PGA? you make it? Like you top 25? You, you know can't. what I mean? Like
1: yeah, I that's the thing. But like he was hitting I mean, he won earlier that year. He had I think he finished like T3 at Harbor Town, like T4 somewhere else in the PGA tour. Like he was playing good. I think a couple of his later stuff like kind of screwed up that number, but he was playing good. So yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's you know, Morikawa was first. Uh Molinari was second tee green heading in. Jordan Spieth was seventh tee green heading in. Stenson was seventh tee green heading in. Zach Johnson was 16 tee green heading in. Rory was second. Wait, wait, wait. Zach Johnson was what? He was 16th in strokes and tee green in heading into the Open Championship. Zach Johnson? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, wait till we get off the tee, by the way, what he was then. Which? Why don't we just transition to it? Basically, okay. let's play this. If if you just cut down the field to the top twenty five and start getting TD which is a lot of really good players, it makes it difficult. But like, if they if you use that as your cutoff, you're basically fine. Okay. All right. Off the tee, um, it's kind of a mixed bag as far as like the importance. Like it's it's like basically the average like ranking of everyone in the top ten is like sixtieth. Um, and it's not really consistent of like, especially for winners, like how they done it. Um, it does seem like longer hitters have generally been doing better over time, but it doesn't seem like that's been like the deciding factor of value who's actually won it. So let's look at some like driving distance ranks of guys who recently won. So Kyle Morakal was 114th in driving distance um, heading into the Open. He won. Um, Shane Lowry, I didn't have data going in, but he was 72nd on the European in driving distance heading in. So you can basically safe to say he just wasn't a longer hitter back then. Yeah. Molinari was fifty third in driving distance, which kind he of surprised really? me. Yeah, that high. could all that could also be like a mix of like where he played, but like yeah, fifty you third, know, okay. Spieth was ninety second driving distance. Hemricson was seventy eighth. Zach Johnson was one sixty six. So my point is like there is enough shit. data. Like even if there is like a lot of top tens with a lot of like bombers and stuff like that, actually win the they thing. Matter. It hasn't matter like like, the only true, like, bomber, like, who, like, ranked, like, like had, like, elite length on was Rory back Rory. in 2014. Yeah. Like, even Phil Nicholson in 2013, that was before he added this. He was 69th in driving distance. Like, I mean, Bernie
0: else Yeah. So. I mean, um, <laughs> performance enhancers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but if you want to do, like, accuracy, you're like, oh, I'm just going to try. Accuracy. That didn't help you. Right, let's, let's go through. like so the, shit. Yeah. So, Kyle Moore, Kyle really accurate at the 11th. Uh, Shane Lowry on the European tour was 122nd in driving accuracy. Uh, really? Ronald yeah, he was that low? Yeah, Molinari yeah. was forty third heading into the PGA, heading into the Open Championship. George hit is one twenty first. Harry Stenson eleventh in driving accuracy. Zach Johnson 6th in driving accuracy. And then you got Rory one thirty four. Phil Mickelson one sixty four. Ernie Els one twenty eight. It hasn't mattered. Accurate that- guys, inaccurate guys. Yeah, because really you mattered. hit a you hit a bad slope or a bump and you right. fucking shoot off thirty feet yep. to the wrong side. Who cares? Where there might be a little bit of correlation. So like, looking at Strokes stroke off a team numbers. Like, all right, they're like nothing elite like Molinari was elite he was fifth because he just he had the combination lane actually Rory was first but like you know 31st Morikawa 67th for Lowry that year uh 20th for Sensen Zach Johnson was 47th just because he hit every fairway (laughs) um but the good drive percentage like those guys have generally at least won the tournament are pretty elite like the average good drive percentage except for Lowry because they didn't keep those stats but of all the other eight their average ranking heading into the Open Championship was 35. So basically, they're putting themselves in a the position where they're not getting in super trouble off the team. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, is that that stat, the good drive percentage, which I like using a lot. Like, I, if, it, if it is a golf course where, like, you got to be accurate, like, I'm always using that stat more than accuracy. Like, it's proven every time I've looked at it. The good drive? The good drive is more reliable and more correlated than driving accuracy. The problem, though, is when you go to actually top 10s, it hasn't mattered. Like the average ranking of the top 10 of all good drive percentage last year in the t- like at Royal St. George was 100th. The year before that was 94th. Uh, the year before that was 99th. Um, the only time the scenes that really mattered was when it was really firm, which might be the case this year. Uh, it mattered at Carnoustie. A lot of guys who ranked pretty well in good drive percentage did pretty well there. Uh, and Muirfield, where it was really firm as well that mattered a lot. A lot of guys rank pretty highly in that stats. Well, there too. Right. So I don't know. I'm still kind of mulling it over as far as like, I know for winners, it's mattered for overall top tens. Historically hasn't mattered, but will it matter at a firm golf course? Like we're going to see this week. I'm mm. still weighing that a little bit. So I mean, it's
0: I, so I got to think about, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the wind too, right?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think it's more of like, the ball is just, once it hits the ground, it's just going to run, run, run. So, like, if right, you're right. somebody where, like, you're a little offline or something, like, or you don't really have control of, like, even if, like, you try to hit in the fairway, you don't really have control of, like, where you're aiming for, right, where it's right. going to stay safe. Like, right. it's going to roll to the rough. And we saw it, like, Carnoustie, and we saw it, like, last week. Like, you're in the rough. Like, you're not stopping the ball. It's, it's too well, firm. It's going to go. Well, to
0: that's whatever. kind of what I meant, right? So, like, yeah. if it's already burnt out, like you said, and if the right. winds actually are pick up, it's going to make it even worse.
1: Yeah. So it, it might be. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm still mulling that over if I really want to value it this week. I think it's going to depend on like, I, I think I need to see the golf course and where they put the rough. And because, because the Google earth images I have, like you can't see it. So we'll so, to be continued. Mm-hmm. Um, iron play. That seems consistently to be like. The do you number need one to be a good iron player, player to win the open? Yes. you do. Nope. Have you heard that a lot?
0: It's kind of a joke. You need to be a good iron player to win every fucking week.
1: So, okay, yeah. well, especially here, like that's that's the most important stat. Like, um, so the average ranking of Stroske Approach heading into the Open of all the winners was sixteen point nine. Pre-tournament, um, pre-tournament. I mean, Lowry was twenty third, like overall. That's you said average you but said but I I looked at his like year to date data, and like he was crushing it with his irons heading in. He had some bad tournaments towards the end of the year. His irons were great that year. So, okay. that makes sense. Um, but, like, Morikawa was ranked first heading to the Open. He won. Uh, Molinar was ranked 16th uh, heading to the Open. He won. Spieth was second. Henrik Stenson was second. Zach Johnson was 24th. I mean, the worst guy was Rory McIlroy. I he was first off the tee. And that was, that was a benign Open Championship, too, where he just kind of burns it down. He was 55th, though. Phil was seventh. Ernie Ellis, 22nd. And then the average ranking of all the top tens is, like, 46. Um some years it's matters, some years it hasn't. Um Yeah, I matter at Carnoustie a lot, and that was firm. Uh mattered a lot at St. Andrews too, like in twenty fifteen. the, a- that's the average ranking was thirty seven point seven um of all those guys in the top ten. So yeah, I mean listen, like if you're if you're picking a guy who's not very good with their irons, you're an idiot. You're probably an idiot. You're
0: right. You're an idiot. Just yeah. Be, just, just say it bloodlessly. Yeah. You're a fucking yeah.
1: idiot. And especially like, I, like I, th- I think it like for applying to St. Andrews, it makes a lot of sense because like the green regulation rate is so high. Oh, yeah. It's like seventy five percent. So then, of course, it's going to come down to, and especially like, and we talked about it a little bit like earlier, where. I don't think proximity stats are really good because, like, either day to day, you're going to have different types of pro shots into each green, either depending on where the pin is, where the wind is, or all that stuff. Um, or you got to be really creative with how you want to bounce the ball. Like, like, guys who just are the best iron players just have a lot of shots in their bag and they're better equipped for that type of tournament. So that's no. why, like, you see great iron players do well, especially St. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not rocket science. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Right. Give, give on golf, which is yeah. much more difficult. Yes, it is. Act, yeah, yeah. Figuring out what you want to like target for stats is, you know, it's kind of easy. And then actually betting on the right guys is miserably yeah, impossible. Exactly. Because you have no idea if they're nursing an injury no or whatever. That's right. right. Our um, job is harder than rocket science. Right. Um, like- around the green. That's a little up and down. Like the average of all the top 10s, like since 2012 is about 62nd. Like some years that matter, like you know, at um, Royal Burkdale, the average rank is like 44th. Uh, some years it was like 72nd. It's kind of a little bit all over the board. I wasn't able to really find like a good correlation when it mattered, when it didn't. Mm. The only thing I noticed though is like the guys who actually won, like you had to be at least in the top 80. Like it's like. No, you you definitely have... got to be good at the green in the open. Yeah, like, but, but, but like. Kyle Morkow is like 70th around the green head again. like Shane Lowry is 76th on the European tour and starts getting around the How, what, what are these stats from Lowry? Lowry's a fucking wizard around the green. This, no is, this, this is European data from 2019. So weird. Like know. he's he's wicked good around the All ground. right, well, all right, well, all right. You you want to talk about? Like, I'm not, you know, listen. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not
0: disputing your stats. I'm saying like it's just fucking weird. Yeah, you, you know only know I mean? blow
1: your mind real quick. I mean, I wasn't here to reference the 2010 Open, but you know, once upon a time, Lee Westwood was eighth in stroke putting heading into the Open.
0: Did you guys know that browsing online using on? Incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without the added security, security you might as well give away all your private data, hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet, encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, especially important to some of you guys. And it will be Completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you bit virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. You can even use it on things like your fire stick. So, Whenever I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP vanish, IP vanish is offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, and it's super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's com slash SGP.
1: Do you know Paul Casey was sixth in strokes in putting putting? Into the open in on the PGA Yeah. He's getting 0. .6 per round. Sorry, he'll get it all back when he goes into yeah. crush. So the point but is, sometimes these guys' game changes over the years. All right. Fair enough. All right. Like, <laughs> so the only like truly dreadful guy around the green – who ended up winning the open was Henrik Stenson, one seventy four. But, but but
0: because so he has iron so, so damn good, he hit every
1: fairway like it didn't
0: matter. You're gonna violate the gag order if you talk bad about Stenson. You're gonna end well, up I'm just ha- saying like alimony. When, you,
1: when when you hit, I mean like Henrik Stenson, Phil were basically playing a different golf course that week at Royal Troom. Like I, they were what he won at twenty under. I think Phil was like seventeen under. I think like the third place guy was like six under. <laughs> it was nuts that week. <laughs> Because they just like it was crappy weather conditions, but Sensen just hit every fucking green, every fairway. Like he never was off the green. And actually, he did legitimately scramble pretty well that week. I had a bet on him. I'm like, he sucks from off the green. I'm really nervous right now. He would just knock it like two feet and it's fine. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about putting. And I want to talk about two things with putting. Okay. Uh, First off, putting is really variable. Uh, Some years it matters, some years Mm -hmm. it doesn't. What? For the most part, like. What do, you, what do you mean? What am I talking about? Just making a joke. Like, okay. putting is very important. All right. Um, let's go through the ranks of Stroessing putting, basically, either heading in or for Shane Lowry's case, what he did for the year. Um, Kyle Markov was 172nd in putting heading into the open. Uh, Shane Lowry is 88th. Francesco Marinari is 187. Uh, Jordan Spieth is 48th. Sensen is 147. Zach Johnson was actually having a miserable year. He was 138 in putting heading in. Um, Rory was 66. Bill was 11th, and Ernie Ellis was 109th. The average of the top 10s of their short screen putting numbers heading in to the open was 72nd last year, 75th the year before that, 98th the year before that at Carnousie, because that was just really firm. Um, It seems like it mattered a little more back in 2014, 13, 12. Later times, it has not mattered as much. The three-putting avoidance uh, stat, that's something that I think a lot of people are going to use this week, because big greens and they're firm, like, like, you got to matter like there. Well, it matters in some ways and in some ways it doesn't. God. Overall, in the top 10s, it's random. Completely random. <laughs> awesome. Um, last year at Royal St. George, like you, everybody's three-putt avoidance rank heading in, like up to the top 10s, average ranking 95th. Uh, at Royal Porridge is 66. At Carnousie, 104th. Burkdale, 92nd. True, 97th. St. Andrews, 94th. And if you want to look at that St. Andrews leaderboard, we think of it that, because that's what we're going to apply to this year because such big greens. These were the 3 point avoidance ranks of everybody in that top 10 that year: um, yeah. Zach Johnson, 25th. Louis, Mark Leishman, 82nd. Louis Oosthuizen, 161. Those were your three guys in the playoff. Pretty yes. wide variety right there. Yeah. Uh, Jason Day was 59th. Sweet was 9th. Sergio was actually 24th. Uh, and then you had Justin Rose, 151. Danny Willett was 127 on the European Tour that year first copy 108th and Scott 195 didn't matter. Damn. It All didn't right. matter. But for winning the open though, it kind of mattered. So seven, of the last, and this will be a stat. I say later, seven, of the last nine open champions were at least in the top 80 and three point uh, heading in. So you can kind of say like, okay, like putting on these greens is because they're so big. Like it's difficult for everybody. So if you have, like, a really good ball-striking day, like, if you're, like, if we're really valuing iron play this week, then the guys who are going to hit it close to the pin, and to have the most success doing that, are probably going to hit less three-putts to begin with. That's kind of what this, you know, this kind of measures. But Very the exciting, difference yeah. between winning and losing, it's, you didn't make that three-putt. Like, even <laughs> last year, look at Kyle Morikawa. he's 172nd, strokes me putting, heading in, only 79th in three-putt avoidance, probably because he hit it within, like, 15 feet every time he, like, you know, hit an iron shot, so he wasn't really three-putting in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only times, the only guys were really dreadful uh, with three-putt avoidance, Francesco Monari 173rd, which, again, he was just hitting everything so well at that time. It just didn't matter. Henrik Sensen was 170th to three-putt avoidance, but he was hitting it so good. Like, he was first in strokes game approach. He was second strokes, or he was seventh in strokes tee T to green, hitting it like the guy was just a machine. Right. So he wasn't hitting it to situation like he wasn't missing so badly where he's got that like seventy five foot or sixty or sixty foot putt like where you're like really worry about. It. He's only got like thirty feet, twenty feet. So, I, I, I th- so I think overall like if you're gonna use three putt avoidance and you're probably gonna hear that a lot this week for just your general top tens or contenders, it doesn't fucking matter. It hasn't mattered at any single open you look at, but for winners. It kind of matters if you kind okay. of catch my drift. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and that's it. That's the relative skill set. So basically, what I'm looking for just really good iron players, um, just really good tee to green, really efficient. The good drive percentage thing, I got to think about that more based on the firmness of the you know of that stuff. Okay. Scrambling. I mean, I guess I want somebody who's just competent. Like you don't have to be elite, but just just don't be a train wreck. Um. And then, I guess, for a winner... Don't be a train wreck. Yeah, don't be Victor Hoblin. (laughs) And then, for three-putt avoidance, like, if you're going to use a... Like, just general putting stats just don't really matter at all. Uh, But three-putt avoidance, you know, I mean, if I'm picking a winner, that usually... That is, at least, I've seen kind of be the difference between winning and losing. So, as long as you're just kind of adept at it, you're fine. But just overall, and, like, just gauging the field, like... Like, I'm not... If you're... If I'm going to look at you for a positional... And you rank like 175th in three point avoidance. I'm not going to avoid you if you're like 14th in approach and like, Makes you sense. know, yeah, you, you gain a lot of strokes off the tee. You're just efficient tee degree. Like, I'm, I'm not going to discriminate. Okay. like All it. right. So that's a relative skill set chart. Do we get to play with the list now? Now we get to play a game. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. So let's go through all the trends and then we'll play of the game. All right. Number one. And I only did le- nine of the last nine because in 2011, 2010, there's too many guys that didn't qualify. It was, it was blind, so I just excluded it. Right, okay. Nine of the last nine open champions were inside the top 40 in the world rankings when they won. So there you go. You want to pick a winner? 40th. They're down to 40 guys. Okay. Right, number two, Every win- nine of the last nine open champions were inside the top 20 strokes gained tea to green heading into the tournament. nine of the last ten nine of the last nine nine. all of them and i think actually like if you want to include like european tourist stuff and like going that far back it goes back a little farther than that too so just we're only gonna use nine okay okay Okay. here's an interesting well this isn't actually interesting um great stay tuned guys uh every winner (laughs) of the open championship has won a full field cut event in at least the last two years prior to winning the Open. I mean, like, a lot of guys that a we kind of, us. like, cut off from this, like, right. has done it, like, Tony Fina, Alexander. Like, that was when we used to pick on them for it. Like, now yeah. they actually qualify. Like, there's a couple of <laughs> guys we haven't. But, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but seven of the last nine won a tournament earlier that year. And I'm not talking about, like, fall series. I'm talking about, like, January 1st on. Okay. They've won something, like, either on the European tour or, like, the PJ tour. Okay. Okay, so seven of the last 9 I've done that. Here's a really interesting one. Every, nine of the last nine winners of the Open Championship made the cut in their final start before the tournament. Ooh. We're going to get rid of some names. For real. On that, on that list.
0: Will Z, JT.
1: Yep. All right. Nine of the last nine Open Championships had at least a top 10 in a full field cut event in one of the last five tournaments before winning the Open. And here's one you can really use to like weed the field. Eight of the last nine had at least a top five in one of those. Oh, shit. So, Rory, Xander. So hold on. Hold on. We'll get to it.
0: I'm sorry. All my brain's working. All,
1: all right, right. Fine. <laughs> uh, eight of the last nine winners of the Open had a top ten in a previous Open for winning. The lone exception? Last year. Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. He's yeah. that liar. So, yeah. so, we're kind of basically due for a guy who's at a top ten before. Okay. Yeah. A, um, the last nine winners of the Open Championship made the cut at the last major championship they played in. That one. Oh, so the U.S. Know. Open. I, I know. And there was a win split there, too. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Hey, that one okay. you might want. To. Hey, a trend so is a trend, Steve. We stick with it. I, I know. Fun. Like,
1: like that one might be one you might be a lot of, like, you could probably be flexible on. Okay. If you want if you want to justify a guy. All right. Okay. A, um, the last nine winners of the Open Championship ranked inside the top 30 in strokes gained approach heading into the tournament. Uh-huh. Eight of the last nine winners of the Open Championship ranked inside the top 18. in strokes gained around the green for winning. Kind of what uh-huh. we talked about earlier. Just as long as you weren't a train wreck, you're in the top 80, you're fine. <laughs> right. um, this one's hit or miss, but it's seven of the last nine winners of the Open Championship we played the week before. So you played the Scottish Open. Now, before that, you had the John Deere and the Scottish.
0: Yeah, but then people would skip the Scottish. John Deere. So the Travelers would probably have been what they actually played, right?
1: Yeah, but that wasn't the week before the tournament. So the long exceptions were that was speed. Let me actually pull this up. Spieth and Lowry did not play the week before. Lowry played the Irish Open, didn't play Scottish, and then won at Portrush. Spieth won Travelers, did not play John Deere, and then he won at uh, Birkdale. But Morikawa played the Scottish. Molinari played the John Deere. Uh, Stenson played the Scottish. Zach Johnson played the John Deere. Rory played the Scottish. Phil won the Scottish. And then Ernie Ellis played the Scottish sweep the before. So okay. seven okay. Of the last nine at least had that in them. So
0: so so that 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 hurts Rory.
1: It hurts Rory. So uh, and then seven of the last eleven winners of the Open Change will rank inside the top eighty and three putt avoidance in the tournament, like we just talked about. That kind of <laughs> seemed like that's been the difference between winning and losing. Um, Unless you're just a god ball striker like Mono and Sensenber that year. Okay. Right. So now we play the game. Okay. Go. Yep. All right. So I do have to check one thing because the world rankings were not updated before we went on the air. Are they updated now? I would. Yes, they are definitely because Xander's fifth in the world. Let's go. All right. So hold on a second. So who is, did anyone drop out of the top 40 that matters? Anyone oh get God. into, oh, one guy got into the top 40 that matters. Okay. Okay. All right, so I'll have to change that. And then I have to check. All right, this is great uh this is great. podcasting right yeah, now. Uh, they this is did great live up- radio. They did not update the around the green numbers before heading in. All right. And they that's still fine. have not. So these that's are that's right. We can clarify tomorrow. Let's all just right. let's fine. get
0: on with the list. All right. You dictate okay. me for like nine hours about this. Kind
1: all of right. Thing. So nine of the last nine were top 40 in the world heading in. So we get rid of and what I did was I took everybody above seven thousand seven thousand hours DraftKings. It gets really rough. That's another thing I want to talk about too. Like this is kind of a really weak open championship field. Like JT Post in 7,300 bucks. Stop it. It is not a weak open. Field. It kind of is like down <laughs> towards the bottom. Like I don't know. Always Ian, Miserable down towards the bottom. Oh yeah. Ian Poulter, 7,100. Victor I mean, Perez, 7,100. Like Tom Hoagie seven. like, I don't, know what, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Okay, fine. All right. Anyways, uh, Top 40 in the world. We ever like Robert McIntyre, Adam Scott, Leishman, Webster Simpson, Tiger, Serge, all those guys. Like, they don't really matter. Um, let's see. Fuck. <laughs> Did I fuck this up?
0: Oh, yeah, Jesus.
1: Fuck. All right. Okay, fine. Hold on.
0: We're an hour um, 20 in, Steve. You don't need my nicotine. I know. Hold
1: <laughs> on. I got to resort this. God, why do I always do this?
0: All right, D. Feel like it's just about that.
1: Game. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Nine of the last nine have won at least a full field cut event. Um, in, the last, yeah. in the last two years, so we get rid of Zalatoris, Get rid of Shane Lowry. Actually. Uh, get rid of Louis. Get rid of Fleetwood. Get rid of Corey Connors. Get rid of Cam Young. Okay. All okay. right. Now, now it's now it's sorted. Correctly. Okay. We're good now. Yeah, we're good now. Nine of the last ten guys, yep. or nine of the last nine open champions made the cut in the last start, but they played. Here's where you get rid of a lot of guys. Scotty Scheffler, JT, Kyle Morikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, Victor Hovland, Son J.M., Billy Horschel, and then like Taylor Gooch. By the way, I'm not counting Liv. I, I, the wins? Do you not count the, the Liv I'm, I'm not counting Liv. No, of course Liv not. No, I'm sorry. Not. No, I'm of not. course not. Of course. No, it, it's a joke, those yes. Listen,
0: maybe in the future we will, but not right now.
1: Yeah, not right now. I no. don't count that. Co crack, Kevin not. Okay. All right. Nine of the last nine have had at least a top ten in one of the last five starts. And again, live golf doesn't count. Dustin Johnson, you're out. Terrell yeah. hadn't had an opportunity to, and he blew Yeah, it he, did. He, he did. Fuck he you, Hatton. It. I gotta pay my bookie now because of you, you prick. No Kapka, no Bryson, no Harold Varner third, no Harris English. Okay. Yeah. Eight of the last nine had I at least Harris a- might be sneaky this
0: week. Sorry.
1: He might be. Well, you're top 20. He played all right this week. All right. Go. Eight of the last nine had at least a prior top ten in an open before winning. Yeah. Remember, has some guys here too. Okay. Matt Fitzpatrick, you're out. What? He's never what had he? a top ten in an open. Really? Yeah, really? He might contend this week, but history says with this, eight of the last nine. And the last guy to do was Kyle Morikawa last year. So either you're like, all right, we're just going to be on a trend oh. of guys who have never done it. But you like to say that really wasn't an open. It's just going to apply to C? No, 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I just, I, for some they reason, in my brain, I thought he had it. Cam Smith has never done it. Right. Patrick Cantlay, never yep. done it. Sam True. Burns, Joaquin Neiman, who I think are people are going to like this week. Yep. Max Homa. And then answer Seamus Powers. Thomas Peters also made it.
0: Oh! Don't tell me he made it. This never had Top 10. Why
1: would, you did that on purpose? No, I didn't. He actually yes, you did. This, he made. There it was this no far. reason for you to mention Thomas Peters. No, he, I took over with seven thousand bucks, so he made it this far. Okay, so now we're down to seven guys. Okay. Okay. Did you make the cut at your last major? Tony Finau is out because Paul Casey hasn't played since February or March oh, or whatever. Yeah, he's he. out. He hasn't, played, he hasn't done anything in forever. He's on Team Crushers, though. He is on Team Crushers. Yeah, he's crushing it for them. All right. So Now we're down to five guys. Yeah. Okay? You have a top five in one of your last five starts. Patrick reads out because we don't count live. Right. And Speeth had an opportunity to do it. He blew it today. He's out. His last five starts is just one of the Travelers. No, Speed didn't. No, Xander won Travelers. No. <clears throat> He won Heritage. Heritage. That, that, was he more than, uh, that was more than five starts ago. I mean, I, we can go through his results. No, no, no. no listen, listen, I trust your research. No, hold keep on. on. No, because you questioned my. I did. I just, you questioned my authority. Okay. His last five starts, uh, he had what, a T8 this week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cut, T37, T18, T7. Okay. So, yeah, the Heritage and Byron Nelson for the PGA were, okay. were more than five starts and stuff. Okay. All right. So now three guys, which I think you can probably guess who they are.
0: Would you he like me to guess?
1: Yeah, guess who they are.
0: <laughs> so we got Xander. Yep. We killed Scotty.
1: Yeah, we killed Scotty already. He's, he's long gone because he missed a cut.
0: So we got Xander, Rory. Who the fuck mm-hmm. is the third? John Rom. Oh, please. He's still here. Yeah. Are we count Mexico. Is that what we're counting?
1: You technically won this year. Yes, we're down to two guys. That's seven of the last nine, though. We're down to. It's kind of a weaker one. Seven of yeah. the last nine have won this year. All three have done that. Yeah. Seven of the last nine played the week before. Rory They're did not. Did
0: that. Yeah.
1: Apparently, Rory was just playing with Tiger. So.
0: Oh, and did you see, HB three and Lowry were doing the same thing. They were playing fucking. They were playing link style in Ireland. First yeah, of all, yeah. Can I get a camera to fall around HV three and shit? You know, here's Lowry. the thing, though. Like,
1: like, I saw Bailey Bunyan. Like, that, that's definitely softer than like what we saw this week. I don't really equate that to like getting prepped. That's like, I I'd rather see like guys like if I hear that they played like St Andrews like Friday through like Sunday or something like that. Like, like if like if I see like Tony Finau just spent the weekend at, like grinding St so, Andrews, like I'm gonna like that.
0: Finau was in the factory in Singapore trying to figure out his next fucking awesome shirt. All right, fine. All right.
1: now we get to the actual like statistical stuff. All right, so we're down to two. We're down to Xander and John Rob. Xander, who,
0: it's Xander. In, uh,
1: in, so, which it, means it, Rob's going to win because I'm
0: never on Xander. So, side. in
1: so in some podcast circles, that's a very uh, uh, polarizing uh, debate. far as unbelievable, better. I know. Right, all right. So nine last nine were top twenty five and Strosky and T D Green uh, heading into uh, the tournament. Uh, they both are top twenty five as of today. A the last nine were top thirty in and approach. Actually, did I get that right? Yeah. All yeah, right. No, fine. I got that right. So Rom fell out of either approach or tee to green this week. And he's like twenty six or something.
0: Well, so, or, or
1: he's 30 or he's thirty first night. So he fell out of one of those. So Rom okay. is out. I was waiting for him to be out for around the green. Yeah. So Rom Rom is out for approach and around the green and around the green.
0: Fucking. I sh- you told me you were gonna chuck me out of betting Xander, fucking when he
1: shot even on fucking Thursday. I didn't know he's gonna fucking win the tournament. Submarine is like price of twelve. I was trying to build suspense for this podcast. You son of a, a bitch. A <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I didn't know he's gonna win. I texted you when he shot even par. I was like, fuck it, that's it. I'm just betting Xander because like, I know you. I know you love this game. I didn't want to spoil it because he 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 fits every single criteria. Of all these trends, he's thirteen of thirteen. Xander Shoffley. It's he's absolutely- top twenty. He's top twenty-five in strokes can't green heading in. He's top thirty in approach. Top er, thirty round or top eighty around the green. Top eighty in three point avoidance. And so he's gonna win. You and this podcast is gonna end for forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Right. So here. So here's the thing, though. Only one of the last. Um, nine winners. In the open hit all these criteria, though. All of them were missing something. Well, A. lion was missing. The only one hit every single criteria was Phil Nichols, who was one of the greatest players in history. Yeah. Molinari um, hit twelve. Lowry hit twelve. Spieth hit twelve. Zach Johnson hit twelve. Rory had twelve. Morikawa. Who as I reconfigure this to take out the age stuff and add some like performance stuff. Uh-huh. The last year I think he hit it, like seven of ten. If I had this last year, he would have hit 12, 12 of thirteen.
0: 12 of thirteen. Okay.
1: Yeah. Ernie Ellis was eleven and Stenson was 10. So okay. the bare okay. minimum is 10. Is 10. So okay. why don't we go through the guys who hit 10? 10. Okay.
0: Right. Run through.
1: There's 14 guys.
0: Nope. Oh Jesus,
1: fuck. Okay. Starting with 10.
0: No commentary for me. Just go.
1: Tony Finau, Joaquin Neiman, Spieth, Morikawa. 11. Rory, Thomas Peters, Matt Fitzpatrick, Rom, Max Homa, Sam Burns, JT. Scheffler and Hideki have 12. And Xander has all 13. And the guys with nine? No, we don't care about them. We're done with well, them. No, I mean, I mean, nope. Can Smith is nine. Zalatoris is nine. Nope. Gantley is nine. Doesn't matter.
0: Tell you, nine doesn't matter. Okay. Nine doesn't there matter. There you go. Nine, nine doesn't matter.
1: 14 guys at you play your player pool. We'll go through. I, it. I'll say I it again. Can't. Xander, Scheffler, Hideki, Rory. Thomas Pierce is probably not going to win because all that is European tour data. But, you know, who knows? I mean, Lowry did that. Fitzpatrick, Rom, Homa, Burns, JT. Finau, Neiman, Spieth, Morikawa. Those are your winners at St. Andrews this year.
0: If Xander wins, and I lost out on a 21 ticket because you wanted to talk me out of him, and then you told me he was the top of the list, yeah, I am not going to be happy with you.
1: But like I said, only one of the last nine has <laughs> hit all 13. So, I'm let's, just... hope that, let's hope that trend continues. <laughs> For and,
0: my sake. And you brought up Thomas Peters multiple times. I have. Why? Why do you do this to me? Why? You know <laughs> what i Because what 125
1: do. to one. Yeah, Just but you little,
0: know, you bad. know, I'm going to put him in matchups now. Top 20s. He's been, like he's been good this year. Shut up. We're done. We're done. We're
1: done for the night. <laughs> <time. We're> done. <laughs> All right. We're done. Why? Well, I, I have done. nothing left. So do you have any other questions besides like questioning my integrity? Oh God.
0: no. Oh. why do you do what you do anyway?
1: Seriously, great fucking breakdown, like always, man. Go. God, check an hour and a half too. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, I got nothing else. If you don't have anything else, we can wrap this show.
0: Nope, got nothing else, man. Go read the fucking full article. Um, go click on it, whether you, uh, you want to or not. Go fucking click on it and, <laughs> and get us some uh, get us some clickbait. And uh, yeah, seriously, uh, rate and review the podcast. Uh, you know, share it around. Tomorrow night we got the DFS show with Andy Lack and Nagels Bagels, and then we got the betting show with Pamela Maldonado on uh, Tuesday night. Our typical major week run. Scottish is done. Close the books. Paying the bookie. And now I'm going to have to eat a very bad number with Xander. Or I will lose my goddamn mind. Thanks to my co-host. wanting to just stall me up and five minutes. Love you, Steve. Mean it. Fuck you. Let's break them up.